0: The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the sponsor, Gross and Schuster. Good morning and welcome back. It's 1037 here at News Radio 923, informative, local dependable. You're listening to the Pensacola Expert panel. I would love to hear from you this morning. 850-437-1620. Feel free to ask Terry a question. Terrence Gross is here with Gross and Schuster. You can find them online, grossandschuster.com. Several locations to choose from as well. So no matter where you are, if you are having trouble, you get into an accident, something happens, you need that representation. Don't feel like You can't get it where you are because you'll see Gross and Schuster. You'll drive by and be like, oh, there they are. There they are. There they are. There's Terry. (laughs) He he pops up and pops in.
1: We're all around. And uh, yeah, we do have uh, locations in Pensacola, uh, Milton, uh, Crestview, Fort Walton, and Navarre. And of course, uh, our website is very informative. That's what I try to do with these shows. I also want to make a little announcement. I don't think I've done it yet, uh, but I have started in the past six months doing my own podcast.
0: That's right. And
1: if you want to join in, just Google. Uh, don't Google Terry Gross because you'll get the female radio announcer on the other okay. Uh, stations. Okay. But but if you do a Tort Talk, mm-hmm. Tort Talk with Terrence A. Gross, They're 12-minute segments. A lot of people, a lot of my friends say, hey, I I walk and I listen to your podcast while I'm walking. It's so cool. So anyway, we've done quite a lot, and most of them deal with injury uh, cases. I'm going to start expanding on other uh, legal stuff. I actually did uh, a segment on uh, the uh, abolishment of Roe versus Wade from a legal perspective, not from an emotional uh, uh, standpoint, but I'm not going to get into that today. But today, uh, you know, I'll always come with a topic, but we like callers and we love people to either text us if you're a little shy or to call. And what number is that?
0: Yeah, feel free to call. Phone lines are open. Front desk Tina will get you patched on through or just text straight into our text line here at News Radio 92.3. It's 850-437-1620.
1: Good. So actually the topic for today is a consultation I had Monday and I do have to let you know it's a very sad consultation, Okay, uh, but academically it brought up four different statutes. So you have a, a so-called car wreck mm-hmm. and all of a sudden four different statutes come into play. So I had to take, uh, the surviving father because what happened was a 28-year-old young Air Forceman. Monday was his last day on the job. He did six years with the Air Force, had put in his papers to go back to school, had the military pay for his school on Sunday. He was driving on 98 in Okaloosa County, and a school bus driver just didn't see him. She stopped at the stop sign, looked, didn't see him, pulled out in front of him. He slammed into the bus, and he passed mm-hmm. at the scene. So very, very sad case. So now I got to meet with the father and I apologized, you know, for the loss and, and all that was very tactful, but it, I actually knew he was coming in and I had Xeroxed the uh, four uh, statutes and highlighted them a copy for me and him. I said, there's no way for us to have a consultation Without going over these four statutes because they are the law is the law. Mm -hmm. And I can't get around the law. So when you hear 28 year old young man with a bright, bright future is gone due to the negligence of this bus driver, your first blush is well, money won't replace him, but it's got to be multi millions. It's got to be. I mean, how can it not be? Well, let's talk about the statutes. Okay. And that's why I wanted uh, to use that example uh, today. Uh, The first one would be Florida statute 627. That is known as the no fault statute. The no fault statute simply, it will pay $10,000 of your medical bills. It will also have a 5,000 death benefit if you die in a car wreck and I helps loved ones who maybe don't have much money, helps you get a loved one buried for 5000 Now, can you bury someone for 5000 Now, I don't know. Maybe cremate, I don't know. But uh, because he was on a motorcycle, motorcycles are not part of the no-fault law. The no-fault law does not apply to them. Therefore, 627 did not apply, so there was nothing for any type of initial medical bills. Whatever went on there, there's probably going to generate some type of medical bills, and of course, the family is stuck with the funeral expenses. So 627 was of zero help. Then I went, and this will be our longest discussion, I went to Chapter 768, uh, uh, and that chapter has two different statutes in it that apply. And the first statute is what Lawyers call the Sovereign Immunity Statute. What the heck is that? Well, if you think about it, back in England, which, you know, again, our system developed from the English uh, system of law, uh, you could not sue the king. The king could come by his chariot and drunk and run th- and come through your village and run your child over. Too bad. You could not sue the king. There, there isn't. No, there was no such thing as lawsuits against the government or the king or whatever. Well, when we came over to America, we started a system. Uh, we wanted to have some type of relief, but they let the federal government said, we're going to leave it up to each state. So God knows what the other 49 states say. I could not even begin to tell you, but I'm an expert on Florida law because I've right. only been doing this for 43 years. Only. So, so even when I was uh, out, I got out in 1979, the sovereign immunity statute was in effect at that time. The only big tweak uh, was back in 79. There had a cap on damages of $100,000. No matter what the negligence, uh, a uh, school bus driver kills you a hundred thousand as sheriff's deputy, uh, not paying attention Kills you 100000 That was the cap. Around, I don't know the exact year. I'm going to guess because time flies by. Some time between 2000 and 2010, they amended the statute and went to 200000 which is about 100000 hundred, but it's only $200,000. So I had to tell this father that there is a cap on damages. This was a school bus driver. If the school bus was owned by the county. Now, what's interesting, what's very interesting, uh, I'm not sure about Escambia County. I'm guessing in Escambia County that Escambia County School Board owns their buses. In Santa Rosa County, they don't. They had the same yellow buses. It still says Santa Rosa Schools, they're privately owned. So the sovereign immunity statute doesn't apply to a Santa Rosa accident. They have, the case could be worth a million or two million, whatever their coverage is. There's a private entity that actually owns the ambulances and another private entity that owns the school buses in Santa Rosa County. In Okaloosa, I got to do some research, so I don't know, I suspect. We did have a lawsuit. I actually went to trial in uh, 2002, in Okaloosa County against uh, a school bus driver. You know, it was more of a whiplash, that case. And we went to trial, and it was a school board. So, I mean, it was a school situation.
0: Okay, that makes sense.
1: (coughs) And and so forth. So, at the end of the day, um, uh, I told the father, though, he asked, is there any way around that cap? And I said, there's only two ways. One is if the school board doesn't actually own the buses and it's owned by a private entity, that's one way around. And the other one is in the statute. And in the statute, they have something they call a claims bill. How does that work? Well, probably in all reality, you would have to go to court and get a judgment for more than 200,000 which on this case would be easy. I mean with this whole and what the jury could say they could say anything, they could say 3 million, they could say 10 million. God only knows what they would say, but whatever that number is it'd be millions. Uh, any any jury would give you millions in this case. So whatever that so that's a piece of paper though. The judgment the judge signs it, it is a piece of paper only. The school board would then say, here's our 200,000, have a nice day. How do you go around it? Well, the first thing you'd have to do is you would have to shop around for one of our local elected representatives in our state Congress, whether it's, uh, well, Gates is, I think, federal, federal, but whoever our representatives are locally, Mm -hmm. you'd have to shop one of them convince them of the merit of this case then they would have to go to Tallahassee and present it on the floor like a bill any other bill any of the bills that are before every march the legislature meets and they're deciding god knows what any you know any bill and then that becomes what politics mm-hmm. and the problem with these claims bills is that if they approve it, who's really paying the family of the loved one that was lost? Where does that money come from? Tax dollars. Mm -hmm. So and a lot of the public would not maybe like that. They would want tax dollars going to schools, tax dollars going to public hospitals, upgrading our public hospitals, upgrading our roads and infrastructure are not spent on lawsuits that they know that some lawyers also going to profit on. Uh, so there is a pushback. So it's not like you go there and, and, and whatever. So uh, I would say over 90% of these claims bills are shot down. The ones that usually survive are politically charged like a uh, Trayvon Martin. So that's, that's a, you know, a politically thinks so someone could say oh yes I helped out you know, so it but they're also trying to get votes you know George Floyd nationwide he wasn't from Florida but it had George Floyd been in uh Florida then maybe they would approve a five million B but then the politicians are doing it because they're thinking you know I, they get a feather in their cap oh he voted yeah and so you get all those people that are incensed by the the unnecessary deaths death due to police brutality so the Police brutality cases maybe are easier to get past, but but a garden variety medical malpractice case or a car wreck, it, it no matter what you do, so you have to actually go to um, the legislature and do a dog and pony show. Maybe the lawyer would be allowed to like give an opening statement and talk about the case and hope to to uh, affect some uh, politicians. Uh, heartstrings mm-hmm. hoping to tug on those heartstrings yeah and, and get some award and a lot of times i do know one case that was very legitimate it was a nine hundred thousand dollar judgment so they went to court <clears throat> got nine hundred and it got shot down and it was it had all the merit it wasn't like it was frivolous or anything like that the case was certainly worthy right they just said no Oh, wow. We're not going to spend an, an extra $700,000. We'd rather spend that on schools or uh, teachers' pay or 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 whatever. you know. And I understand that. So there is a push-pull, and you have to have a budget. And I'm sure there are hundreds of these cases every year uh, throughout the state of Florida. Um, <clears throat> so it, it, it could be a problem. So, and, and, of course, it could fall on death there if there's so many you know, I could see some uh, politician just yawning and say, oh, no, not another one of these things where some lawyer wants to get rich on some injury case or something. So at the end of the day, the the claims bill sounds good on paper. In reality, uh, it's not a panacea. Hmm. So I had to discuss that, and I told him this. When I discussed, I said, I'm probably the only lawyer you're going to speak to if you choose to speak to other lawyers about this, cause they don't want you to know this. They want you to sign on with all the great hope of whatever. And then a year later you get the bad news about this, this, and this I said, I'm, I, I'm a straight shooter. I'm going to tell you up front, I'm never going to uh, blow smoke up your skirt or I'm never going to paint anything with rose tinted glasses. Uh, it, it is what it is. and It's the law. Mm hmm. So we discussed that statute. Now, of course, he took it pretty well. The father was listening and very attentive. And then I discussed the third statute. And this is where I got a little pushback on the third statute. Oh, Third statute is the wrongful death statute. And the wrongful death statute specifically describes who can be the beneficiary of an award of money. Who is it? Well, they say the spouse. Well, this young man never married. Right. It says the children. This young man never had any children. And they said the parents. And the only way you could, he had two brothers, but the brothers don't get anything unless he was supporting his own brothers, and he wasn't. No, right. The problem is, and we've seen this before, folks, uh, the parents had a divorce, and, and it was one of these divorces that we that make it easy you know you we've heard of ugly divorces right it must have been an ugly divorce cuz he goes well do i have to even tell my wife i go well uh you got to understand how this works first of all somebody's got to be the personal representative you have to go to a probate lawyer a probate lawyer has to open up a state one of you two has to be the personal representative and that becomes sort of the spokesman but i said all things being equal it, you should just split whatever it is 50-50. Right. And, and you right. could always say, well, he loved me more. Oh, you boy. And you, know, you get all this stuff. And I've seen sure. this. And I've had wrongful death cases before where we, where we spent more time fighting by the survivors, infighting brothers and sisters. And, and we had one case where he had the four kids, right, that were part of the estate. And we had the trophy wife. The mother had died of, of breast cancer. This guy married a much younger trophy wife and they've mm-hmm. been married six months and he gets killed so now you got the trophy wife she got her lawyer and then i had the kids and we it, it was a dog fight oh, i mean boy. And, and and so and the insurance company all the insurance company wanted to do was give us the money yeah but how do you divide up the money and that and i've spent a lot of time and energy trust me uh so i just t- started telling me says well he says i really don't want to talk to or whatever and i said i said You know, here's my suggestion. You said you had two sons. Maybe one of those sons could be the mediator. You know, maybe you don't have to talk to her. But at the end of the day, it's like I said, it's it's like a wedding. If you get a really bad divorce and you don't want to see your wife, but your child's getting married, you probably both show up. And you sit on one side of the church and they sit on the other side of the church. But but at the end of the day, it's your child. You're going to both come to the wedding. Of Um, course. Yeah, and, and, and so... At the and again, there'll be a funeral for this young man. I'm sure they both will go to the funeral. And he goes, "Well, what if she gets a lawyer?" I said, "Well, she probably will, and then one of you will be the personal representative, uh, which gives you a little leg up, only because the personal re- uh, representative ones that signs off on everything. But at the end of the day, I think if it went to a judge, unless unless the father just disappeared and hadn't talked to his child in 20 years or right. something, but but if it's not one of those cases." then then probably 50-50. I did have a case where a young, another young man died and uh the mother raised him as a single mom. The, fa- the father was a drunk. He just he's one of these guys that just disappeared in the night and never came back. Mm-hmm. And just disappeared. What and, and the kid saw him twice and both those occasions the kid had gone to see him and got, got blown off. You know, he mm-hmm. oh hey dad trying to reach out. Right. And, and uh at the last moment I had the trial set. And we're trying to go to trial for the mother and all of a sudden the guy was trying to, you know, extort us out of money and she was getting upset and she didn't want him in the trial or testifying. She says he went part of his life. He was a stranger. And we finally gave him fifteen thousand. Of, a, of a, a big settlement, uh, like, just to, hush hey, here, money, just away. shut it, yeah, go away, exactly. And she was mad about that because she said he, because she didn't want him to get it. It was principal, it wasn't the money to her. It is, yeah, it's it sad the that principle. people do that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, so we discussed that, and the last statute, because I say we're running out of time, is the, of course, at twenty eight, most twenty eight year olds don't have a will, so we have to go to the intestate uh, statute. The intestate means if you don't have a will. Florida's going to tell you how to divide it up. So it doesn't matter. You could orally tell. You could have daughters and whatever say, I'm going to give you this ring. I'm going to give you this. But if it's not in a will, it means nothing. Oral, oral statements do not count. Uh, uh oh, right. So it has to be a written will. Uh, it could be in a garbage bag. It could be in writing. I hereby give my daughter all my jewelry, and it's on a piece of grocery bag. That would count. It actually counts as a will in Florida. That's simple. But if there's nothing in writing, then the state of Florida is going to decide uh, how. And here it goes back to 50 50. It's a full circle, and only the parents we get it, and probably 50 50 under the intestate okay. uh, statute. So those were the. So one case comes in, sounds like it's worth millions of dollars and, and a garden variety, but at the end of the day, very complex involving those statutes,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and, and, and so forth. So, um, um, you know, people think a lot of times people think they can handle cases themselves and nothing could be further from the truth. Even, mm-hmm. a, even a whiplash case, you're, you're so outmatched trying to deal with an insurance company, Insurance adjuster. Many people that don't want to make claims. You know, hurricanes. They don't want to get a lawyer for a hurricane claim. No. And then, then, and you, and you get quotes and you do all the paperwork and show this and show that. And then they offer you thirty cents on a dollar. And then you got to get a lawyer. And, and it's a shame, uh, but it's just a reality because insurance companies want to take premiums in and then pay out as little as possible
0: naturally. But, yep. uh,
1: and again, these statutes that are passed are not by accident. They're, they're by design and it's the insurance companies that lobby uh, Congress. I mean, I've never been in Tallahassee lobbying. I doubt you have been lobbying and joke Q public. We just sort of just do our lives and the laws get passed and then it's another law we got to abide by. I see we're running out of time. Uh, this is Terrence Gross. Uh, again, we have the five offices. I have my three sons working with me, which is fantastic. Our, lo- our local office is at uh, Palafox and Savannah's. Our phone number is 850-434-3333. 850-434-333. Give us a call if we can help you. Uh, thank you very much.
0: Thank you, Terry. Always a great subject, sometimes heavy, but really good information for us to be aware of. Of course, you can catch this entire episode in just a moment in our podcast page. I'll have it up here shortly at newsradio923.com.